Janine. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join me is Arielle Johnson, and she's going to share her story on mental health and resistance. She is a brain injury survivor, survivor, as well as a trauma health coach, and she's spreading awareness right now, and it's very timely. Um, and we were just chatting about how it's amazing doing this on camera because I actually get to see her. So welcome mm -hmm. to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. So um, December 13, 2007, I was in a car accident. Um, I was in high school at the time. So I was a senior in high school. I was driving back to school in a free period. I swerved into the oncoming lane. I hit a van and we collided into a pole. Thank God there was an, I know, I know, I, I say it so hold, hold on one second. And I also saw an interview you did where you were driving your Mercedes. And I, I remember we had like a used one and they're like supposedly like a tank, but I guess not. No, no, they are. It saved my life. If okay. I didn't have, it was a 1983 Mercedes Benz. And if I didn't have that tank, okay, it's, it literally saved my life. Amazing. So, yeah. Uh, we called it Oscar the Grouch because it was green. It was green. Ours was green yeah. too. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, I love it. So Thank God there was an off-duty EMT professional, two cars behind the white van, who just happened to be getting lunch that day from work. He, I actually just spoke to him with him the other day, and I was crying, and it was a really healing process oh. to finally know what happened. That day. Yeah, because I put I box it away in my mind because the trauma. Sure. So uh, he saw that I was the seatbelt was like tangled. And I was choking. So he immediately, cause he couldn't get access to my front door cause it was like stuck or whatever. So he got in the back seat and he literally picked me up and he um, finally saw that breath of fresh air, like the breath. And like, when he told me, I was like, I collapsed. I was like, oh my God. So timing was everything. There just so happened to be a, uh, another health um, care professional who had an ambulance, they, um, I got escorted by two policemen to Nassau Emergency Medical Center. From there, they did, um, they did, a, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> they did a picture of the inside of my skull called a Glasgow scale, zero, you're dead, 14, you're alive. I was between a three and an eight or three and a seven. I was immediately, obviously in a coma. Mm -hmm. They noticed I was internally bleeding. So they removed the right part of my skull. It's called a craniectomy. So they removed the right part of my skull um, to relieve the pressure. Normally they put it in your stomach to um, like the nutrients and stuff, but they didn't do that. They put it in a fridge. I was on life support for about two weeks. And mm. <clears throat> yeah, so my mom was like, all right, <clears throat> what's next? Like, wh yeah. what do we do? Like, I, I need to know. Sure. So they were like, get her, get her a helmet and bring her to Mount. And my mom found Mount Sinai medical. No, wait, let's hold on. Where are you from? Are you from um, Long Island? Yeah. area? Yes. yes okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay. from Bayville. Um, I grew up in Bayville, North shore of my entire life. So they, um, so um, sorry. No, so I'm sorry. I interrupted you. You were saying no, no. your mom, they put you in a yeah. helmet. Yeah. So she, okay. so she put me in a helmet and yeah. they, that was the only way to bring me over to Mount Sinai um, hospital on hundredth and Madison in Manhattan. So from there, I woke up from a coma around the ending, the middle of January. I, my right side was completely numb. I was like, Oh, 
Like what just, yeah. what happened? And there were signs all over my room, family. I remembered everyone. So from there, um, I had to learn how to walk, talk, do everything all over again. I still had the in-cave skull. So the bone was still out. Um, uh, yeah, I was sent home. I was up to the hospital standards to leave come Valentine's. Uh, um, yeah, val uh, Valentine's Day, I was sent home. They made a bed in my uh, house for me. And then I went back um, March 3rd to get the plate put back in. And then I went home March 19th. I was out for good. I walked on graduation. I did tons of therapy. So yeah, so um, I I planted the seed to help because I, I went through the depression, um, just recovering from a brain injury is a lot. So yeah. I wanted a friend back in 2012 to understand what I was going through. So I tried to do the on-camera exactly what I'm doing now, but it just, I wasn't comfortable. I didn't have the experience. I didn't have the knowledge. And then fast forwards, you know, seven, eight years later, quarantine happened and I have everything I want in my life. I have a boyfriend whom I love and loves me. I have a career. I have um, my family, I'm healthy. And Amazing. so that's where I'm giving back to the brain injury community, community. to yeah. tell them like, Hey, you can do it too. Like I did it, but you can do it as well. So, mm -hmm. yeah. That is an amazing story. Thank you. Uh. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So it's just, sorry. No, don't apologize. Go on. Yeah. So it's just like, there, there's so many different parts of having a brain injury, like aphasia, where it's like, I know what I want to say, but it doesn't come out. And it's just like brain fatigue and um, being super tired during the day. It's like, you're completely, you're, you're a child yeah. learning everything all over again. So it's mm -hmm. like some people's journeys are a little different than others. So I just want to shed light to that to brain disease, brain injury, and yeah. And trauma. So I, yeah, and trauma, exactly, yeah. trauma. Are you doing a lot of speaking right now in quarantine? Uh, no, I'm just, I've uh, just kind of did a, I'm doing videos. Okay. I'm open to any, I, I just, I wanna, I wanna talk about it. So I'm open to anything really. That's like, great. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. I'm also writing a book. It's in the early, early stages, but for caregivers who are helping TBI survivors, because that, because the minute it happens, it's like, whoa, how, how do I, how do I put a, like, how do I, how do I go move, move forward on yes. their end? So it's yes. like, I'm kind of guiding them and helping them. Like it, it's a lot for the survivor, the warrior. Sure. But, it's like cancer. It's like the person that has to deal with somebody fighting cancer or who loses somebody to cancer. You're giving them perspective on maybe even what to say, what not to say, how to act. Not, exactly. you know, there was, there's like a little snippet that I started writing, like, do not tell them that you understand what they're going through. Cause Oh you, yeah. Like that, that aspect of it. You, you, yeah. You, you can't, possibly, you can't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Amazing. And you went through graduation. Yeah, Ugh. I was, I was, um, they had me, I don't know why, but they had me go, which was really cool. 
it was an experience. They had me at the library every, like a couple of days a week, just basically doing like history homework. Mm-hmm. And I was like three or four months out of a coma doing history homework. Oh. Like, yeah, they have, I'm like, what? <laughs> but I was like shy of a couple of uh, credits of graduating. So okay. I guess they needed yeah. some stuff. And then I walked on graduation. I got a standing ovation. I would have been bawling my eyes out if I was here. I would yeah. be bawling my eyes out now, having just met you. <laughs> Thank um, you. But your your parents must have been a wreck. So I'm I'm piecing together parts of that. I, it's crazy because it's 13 years post, right? So it's like I'm constantly piecing together uh, moments of that day. And I was just talking to my older sister um, on Thanksgiving and she was like, you don't understand mom broke that day. Like the, the, how she was howling and crying and freaking out. And actually, I, I actually forgot about this part, but my parents were divorced when I was 10 okay. and I actually brought them back together and they've been together ever since. Oh, come on. Yeah. Yeah. My Ariel. sister. I know. I know. I don't. Wait, because of your injury that. Yes, because of my accident, they, they realized how fragile life is and that how like they've always loved each other. That love never died. And I just connected the dots. So. Wow. I know. I know it's, it's beautiful. And it's like, I, I have a stronger relationship with my family because before I was just like this rebellious teenager and I had no vision of where I wanted to go. I had no, I had no um, direction. And then the accident happened me and I was happened and I was forced to literally recalibre and redesign my life. And it, um now I have a purpose and that purpose is helping others. And that's all it really is at the end of the day. It's serving yes. another person, another yes. human being, so they can be the best version of themselves. Yeah. And that's, yeah. So. I have a quote that, cause I've been through a lot of stuff and I, and I'm a writer as well. And the quote is sometimes the worst thing that happens to you turns out to be the best thing that ever happened. Exactly. And that is you girl. Thank you. Thank Isn't you. it? Yeah. Like I told, like for so long, I was in the dumps about it. I'm like, why me? Why me? Why me? And then I think it was my mom. She was like, Errol, you need to switch your perspective. Yes. And then, yeah. Cause perspective is everything and setting your intention of what you want your life to look, look like. Mm-hmm. Right. And then putting in the effort, but I don't know, something just happened. And I just, I was like, you know what? No, I'm glad this accident happened to me because, you know, now I'm, I, I went to a rehabilitation at Mount Sinai Hospital for three months. It was outpatient. I was commuting every day from Long Island with my mom. She had a, um, uh, she had an office in on Fifth Avenue, and so we would, I would commute with her, and then. So yeah, I learned all of these little emotional cycles, my triggers, swaps, and it was it, it was really good to learn in the moment. And then I, I'm applying it even now and explaining to people how they can do swaps, which is a problem solving technique and uh, finding out your triggers where you don't just lash out, you process the emotions rather than just reacting. Mm-hmm. You actually, because of what you went through, what you're telling me is you learn things that were actually a gift to your life to make you more resilient and process things where some people don't understand those things. 
Yes. And it's like the main thing in when, when I had to, okay. So the depression that I went through, I was, I didn't want to go through depression. Who the heck wants to go through depression? Sure. Thoughts? Yeah. But I was literally forced to hug myself when I, and I had to feel those emotions and cry and, um, and, and cause my thing is you have to feel the emotion that you are going through because the energy is going to come back mm-hmm. and in a different form. So you have to cycle out those ugly, painful emotions, hug yourself, make sure you self-love mm-hmm. and make sure, you know, you understand that you have, you just have to go through it, right. Th- go through the motions because even the word motions is in the word emotion. Mm. So you have to cycle out the emotion and then happy emotions can come in and then, you know, life can be great. So it's just amazing. Thank you. I know because there are so many people that are dealing with mental health. Even before the pandemic, we were in a mental health crisis and now even more so. Mm -hmm. And what I also hear you saying, which is so valuable for people is that when you go and you help someone else, it kind of gets you out of your own funk, out of your own way. Exactly. Because it's like you, you put, um, it, you put, it's like you become selfless. Mm-hmm. You put yourself aside and then you're helping the next person. And mm-hmm. in return, it's helping you Yes, because you're, you're giving all of your energy to the next soul, the next spirit. <clears throat> yeah. And they're, and they're blossoming and thus you're blossoming. So it's that serving. It's that giving, you want to just give you don't want to take, why would you want to take? Exactly. And also the idea that the materialistic life, yeah, I I don't, I can't, but sometimes people thrive off of that and that's okay. That's okay. I've, but, uh, but understand that it's like, that's not life. That's not life. Being yourself and, and yeah, just, being yourself. <laughs> I agree. And, and really learning how to be a better human and being compassionate and empathetic and thinking, what can I give back to the world or give to other people and help other people? Yeah, exactly. And it's also like, if, if you have a friend or if you have a, a partner who's going through something, an emotion, because their trauma could be something, the way that they process their trauma could be totally different from the way you process your trauma. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of like validating how they, like being like, okay, it's okay, you're frustrated. I get it, I understand, I empathize. Never, what I'm learning is the term gaslighting. And that, are you familiar with that word? Yes, but you go ahead, share it with us. Well, well, no, 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 like- No, I want to hear what you have to say, go ahead. So it's like, you never want to say, oh, like it making them feel like their perception of their trauma or whatever they're going through is invalid. Sure. So that, that is, it, that's what gaslighting means, correct? Yeah, I think so. And that's my, my thought on it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, I, I just, I want to make light of bipolar because I have a relative who's bipolar. Um, schizophrenia, OCD, anxiety, because that's a lot of, um, from TBI, I, I believe I got some anxiety, so I'm working through yeah. it. And also making the idea of speaking to someone okay. Like I want to normalize it. Like I want to make it okay to talk about what's going inside your head. 
Right. Because everybody has a mind, you know, and let's just talk. Let's communicate. Yes. yes. And open up. Like I was on Facebook because I took this class called the science of well-being. And then I joined this, um, this group. It has to do with this, the happiness, the happiness lab, I think it's called. And yeah. someone said, oh, I'm going to be all alone. I live alone through the quarantine, but I'm going to be all alone in the holidays. And I thought, oh, well, what can we do to help her? Oh, I love so it. I'm coming up with the idea of we all get together on Zoom, you know, That's Christmas amazing. Eve because they're alone. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. It's like it's shedding. Like first of all, like whenever someone comes to me with a negative like thought and and they say something like that, I'm like, no, 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 no. You are not going to be alone. Right. You are not allowed to be alone. Yeah. You jump on that Zoom, you jump on that FaceTime, yes. you connect with me, even if it's just me. You know yeah. what I mean? If can't, everybody can't do a Zoom, I don't care. I don't care. You you have me. And that's why I want to make sure everybody of all of my, you know, followers or whatever you want to call it, yeah, that they understand that I'm I've been in their position. I understand. I'm here to mm -hmm. speak if they ever need, but I actually created two Facebook groups. It's um, <clears throat> one, <clears throat> one's a caregiver group okay. support where caregivers can come and support each other because being caregivers is a lot. And then yeah. PBI warrior group where Fantastic. people can then come together in the group, talk, complain, brag, humbly brag, be at peace with, you know, what's happened to you. But, Beautiful. Yeah. Where can people find out more about you? What's your website, Instagram, everything? So my Instagram is at TBI underscore the line me. And then you can also find me on Facebook, TBI underscore me one, YouTube, TBI underscore me. Um, and yeah, and they're all connected and you can find the Facebook groups on TBI on, on Instagram. So yeah. Great. So if you guys want to connect. And I put your information on my show blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. Ariel, yeah. I have loved meeting you. This Thank has been you. wonderful. And I want to stay in touch. Thank you so much for having me on here. My pleasure. <laughs>